We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Big news. The Almanac is officially back. The most exhaustive and comprehensive guide to the 2023-24 college basketball season is available for pre-order now. If you go to cbbalmanac.com, link is in the description below, you can pre-order for just $15.99 or 20% off the sticker price. The format is going to be a little bit different this season. Instead of an 850-page PDF, you'll be getting access to the full site with league-by-league PDFs available for download. The preview will be live on September 20th, so you have until then to be able to get your pre-orders in. So for insight for all 362 Division I teams from their head coaches and the experts that cover them, make sure you hit that link. Welcome to another edition of the Field of 68's Off-Season Braves where today we're talking about a really fascinating program, a program that's been so consistent, but now they make the move from the American Athletic Conference to the Big 12, what has been the best basketball conference in the land. I'm John Fanta, he's Rob Doster, and we are talking about the Houston Cougars. All right, Rob, you, you recently talked to Kelvin Sampson, and, and you got his breakdown. Before we talk about the, the state in the program and their offseason, I do want to get an opening thought because we're talking about an actual offseason where a transition is happening from one league to another. What you make of Houston entering the Big 12? Uh, I think that they're going to be ready. I think that they are the kind of program that already exists in the Big Like They play Big 12 basketball right now. Right, They're tough, they're physical, they're defensive-minded, they're old, they're talented, they got pros. Remember, last year's roster had a top-five pick in Jairus Walker and a first-round pick in Marcus Sasser. Um, They're incredibly well-coached. They're just – I don't know if there are five programs in college basketball right now anywhere that are healthier, that are more consistent, that understand who they are, that play to their identity, and that are as good as Houston's been basically since Kelvin Sampson has got there. So I I just – I love this. Uh, I just feel bad for the teams at the bottom of the Big 12 because in addition to Kansas and Texas and Kansas State and Baylor and all of those programs at the top, now you got Houston too. Doesn't sound like a lot of fun to play in that conference to me. Uh, No, not at (laughs) all. And the Cougars are not entering this conference, and at least on paper, having to uh, become accustomed to the new competition and, oh, they could get 
worn down this that look they're going to be in for challenges but rob it's the rest of the league that's going to have to put up with them and their dna and this relentless nature that has been used in basketball that's led them to a winning percentage of of 80 percent and beyond here over the better part of the last five six years so when you look at their offseason you brought up jaris walker i mean the player that he was a one-and-done player marcus sasser it's going to be weird uh, to see the Houston Cougars without Marcus Sasser. They're not the only roster departures. There are some significant departures on this team. Yeah, but the only one that um, that I'm really surprised by is Tremont Mark. And and when you lose Tremont Mark, you still – you got LJ Cryer coming in and you got Damian Dunn coming in, right? So um, I think that they net out to a positive in terms of players in that position. And, like, look, you're not – recruiting Jairus Walker for to be a four-year guy. Yeah. Uh, I think we all knew four years of Marcus Sasser, he was probably gone. And uh, he was a first, yeah, he ended up being a first-round pick. Um, he's an NBA player. You lost two NBA players that were getting guaranteed money. Like, that's what co- happens in college basketball, right? So um, I, I think that they probably net out about even in terms of what you would have expected. And you don't lose Terrence Arsenal to the portal. You don't you lose uh, Javier Francis to the portal. Um, you got Jamal Shed back. Jawan Roberts decided to return to school. So uh, I think overall, in terms of what they have on the roster, it's I think it's a it's a what happened this offseason is going to end up being a positive for uh, for Houston overall. On NBA draft night, I was in the bathroom for one pick. And it was when Marcus Sasser got selected <laughs> and folks watching and listening at home that that really follow us closely on Twitter know what proceeded to happen after midnight when I tweeted that I could not believe for the life of me, how Marcus Sasser was not drafted. (laughs) I I remember that. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was just going to let that die in infamy. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) At my expense. Absolutely. That was, that was pretty remarkable. All right. uh, Newcomers. So they go into the portal. I really like LJ Cryer from Baylor. They get Cryer to come in, so you you boost your backcourt alongside Shed. So you got Jamal Shed, you got LJ Cryer. You bring in Damian Dunn. Damian Dunn from Temple is a player as well. They went and addressed their needs out on the perimeter in a big way in the transfer portal. Yeah, you know, I I really like the the fit for Cryer there. He's going to have to bring it a little bit more every possession defensively than he did last season um, at Baylor. But I mean, he 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 fits into the culture. He fits into the mold. And when Kelvin recruited him, he made very clear, like, you're not coming here to shoot 20 shots a game. If you're coming to Houston, you're going to have to bust your ass on the defensive end of the floor. So he knows what he's getting into. And then Damian Dunn is just kind of like that big, talented scoring wing that we've seen have success at Houston before. I like both those guys. I think that they fit. And at the end of the day, when we're talking about Houston, um, it's one of those programs where you just buy into what they got on the roster and just kind of say, like, if Kelvin's got these guys, we trust them to be able to figure it out. So you talk about Cryer and Dunn. Samson also brings in a top 25 freshman class, two four-star recruits, Joseph Tugler and Jacob McFarlane. And at least at surface level, Rob, they they seem like they fit the program really well. Yeah, they, he they really like JoJo Tugler because he is a guy that is that six foot eight, super long armed, super athletic, undersized forward that uh, Houston 
thrives with. He's in the same mold as Shawan Roberts. He's in the same mold as Fabian Wright. He's in the same mold as Devo Davis. Like he's in the same mold as all of those dudes. So he's going to come in. He's going to get thrown into the fire. He's going to contribute right away. Jacob McFarlane's going to need a little bit more seasoning. And uh, Cordelius Jefferson will have to, he's got to get healthy. They really like said a lot though. Um, he is a kid from the Ivory Coast. He uh, is 6'10", about 260. He's very new to basketball. But if you look at who he was deciding between um, when he was being recruited, it was Texas, Houston, and uh, Mark Pope and BYU. So that should tell you all you need to know about how good that kid is. He's a Big 12 player. They got a lot of good freshmen coming in. They got a lot of good pieces coming in. And at the end of the day, when you are talking about Houston, it's the it's the player retention, it's the roster turnover. They're just going to be good, man. Like you don't even need to know the names; just know they're going to have like four dudes that are six foot eight with seven foot five wingspans that are going to go get three or four offensive rebounds a game, and they're going to be able to have twenty fouls to use. That's what Houston is. That's what they're going to be this season. It's it's amazing what this program has done over the last five years. I mean, Kelvin Sampson has totally changed the complexion of that program, but the amount that he's won, I mean, this past year, you go 33 and four, your last two seasons, you've gone 65 and 10, 65 and 10, your last three seasons. My math is correct here. Yeah. You've gone 93 and 14. Like that's, <laughs> That's unbelievable down in Houston. So so let's talk about this team a little bit deeper. The X factor for this group to stay on that level is? I, I think it's it's two guys, right? It's Terrence Arsenault and it's Javier Francis. And um, the reason I say that is because they are both uh, younger players. Terrence Arsenault is a sophomore. Javier Francis is, is listed as a sophomore, right? That are going to be asked to play bigger roles than they played last season. Arsenault was super talented. He's a bucket. He's long. He's athletic. He's put on 20 pounds since he got to campus. They're trying to put 10 more on him. And if he can be a guy that can fill that Tremont Mark role as a double figure scorer, you know, there, there's going to be offense that has to get replaced with the guys that they lost, right? And they're expecting. Um, Arsenal to be that guy. Javier Francis is just, you know, there. He he is someone that needs an opportunity, right? He is someone that needs minutes. He's someone that needs a chance. And there is a reason why uh, Houston did not go into the portal this offseason and go and find a dude to replace him. Um, and what uh, Sam- Samson told me last week when we spoke for the Almanac, which, by the way, you can go purchase, um, that they are going to be as good as those two end up being. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one, and man, that could not be more true it's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of february and the month of march when you are in my business and ag1 was exactly the supplement that i needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional basis for the day i've continued that into april i've continued that into may and i'm going to continue that the rest of the summer all i have to do is mix a scoop of ag1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and i'm ready to go do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day if a comprehensive solution 
solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I, I agree with you on, on Arsenal. I think what he does here in year two, how, how he evolves as a player. I mean, he's a guy who played a minimal role this past year. And when he came in, they were very high on him. And they still are. They they expect him to take a leap. I'll be curious to see just how big of a leap that is. For me, I look at it as two things. Not as much an X factor as much as, okay, LJ Cryer was a 41-plus percent three-point shooter this mm-hmm. past year. Houston's bugaboo this past season was, was just consistent perimeter shot making. So how does Cryer play off of Shed? And then... I always am interested, Rob, when a guy that's known as a top of the scouting report guy in another league, in a league that that is not the Big 12, then becomes a guy that he's not at the top of the scouting report by virtue. Like, he's near the top. He's a good player. But how does Damian Dunn fit into this Houston equation? A guy who averaged over 15 points per game, three assists per game, he shot the basketball 35% from three, shot at 41% overall. Like he's a, he was a quality offensive player at Temple. How does he transition now as a Houston Cougar? And sometimes when a guy takes on a certain role under a certain coach, does he actually benefit as a basketball player and benefit in embracing what he is on a team? So, you know, anytime you renovate your backcourt, all these guys can play. All mm-hmm. of them can play. I love what you said about Cryer becoming a better defender because Baylor last year was not what they've been defensively at all. So how that buy-in occurs will be interesting to watch. But I, for me, Houston, I've never questioned the toughness. If you ever had a question about them, it was like, all right, we're in the last 10 seconds of this game. Who's taking the last shot? And that's one thing. For the last couple of years, Marcus Sasser has been that guy. Yeah, and they got a couple different options here now. And the one thing I will say, and this kind of touches on the the expectations for what this team is. Um, you mentioned their record the last three years. 
they ain't going 33 and five this year. Like, let's get that out there. They're they're probably never going 33 and five in the Big 12 because teams don't go 33 and five in the Big 12. And um, <laughs> I, I think it is important to get that level of expectation out there. Whereas if they have a record that's like 26 and 10, they can be just as good as the team that won the uh, won the American with the 17 and one record. But you're playing in a different conference, right? Um, so my expectation for this team is is basically like top 10 all year long. Right in the mix, top two or three in the Big 12. I think Kansas is going to win that league. Um, and I think you got to be in the mix at the top of the league, up there with Baylor, up there with Texas, up there with Kansas State, uh, and be able to make a run in March, get to the second weekend. That's what the expectations for this group should be. That's what the expectations should be for Houston, period. Now, I bet if you asked Kelvin or Kellen or Jamal Shedd, or anybody on that program, they'll tell you that the expectation is to win the Big 12 because that's what Houston does. But if you're saying that a, it would be a disappointment of a season, from the outside, if you're saying it's a disappointment of a season, if you're not better than the preseason number one team in college basketball that has Bill Self as their coach, that has Hunter Dickinson at the five, like, come on, man, that's uh, that's a little bit unfair. So I, I love what you said about expectations. Over the last 10 years, this past 10-year window, if you looked at program-building jobs in America, I liken a lot of what Kelvin Sampson has done in Houston, finding his guys, finding the right culture, really being great at who they are, really being great at what they do, demanding from his guys more than they even know they're capable of. Uh, Houston is Villanova the South for me. I've brought this up before. I really think it's the case. I think the job that Jay Wright did at Villanova, building them up, we'll see if Villanova, that's a whole different discussion. But what Houston's done is they have just honed in on their guys and their style. And and they're going to play. If you're going to beat them, you have to win the game on their terms. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I love about this program. And that's why the expectation level is going to be the same as long as Calvin Sampson's the coach. Second weekend of the NCAA tournament, once you get to the second weekend, anything can happen. Here's the great thing about Houston, Rob. They're one of the teams where I feel like we we don't focus on, oh, they're draw dependent in March Madness. No, it's the other way around. You you look at a region, you say, you do not want to play them. You yep. do not want to have to put up with them in your region. Because if you let's just say you beat them. Even if you beat them, the amount that it takes out of you to beat them you could feel the after effects of that in the next game. Yep, absolutely. I, I mean, they're just, it, it's Houston, man. You know who they are, you know what they are, and you know what you're going to get every night. All right, give out a grade, Professor. Uh, I am going to go, I'm going to go with an A, a flat out A, and there's two reasons why. One, uh, I don't think that you can um, hold it against any program to lose a top five pick or lose a fourth year player that ended up being a first round pick. So those two are a why. Like they're they're just gone. There's nothing you do about it. It's just life in a college basketball circles. Um, I think that you actually upgraded on Tremont Mark by going out and getting Damian Dunn. Uh, I think that, and and here's the big one. Not only did you find a uh, solid replacement in for Marcus Sasser with LJ Cryer, you did so by also weakening one of the teams that's going to be in the same tier as you in the Big 12. Cry is transferring from Baylor to Houston. And included in all of that, 
you also bring back Jamal Shedd, who didn't transfer, Terrence Arsenal, who didn't transfer, and Javier Francis, who didn't transfer. And I think those three guys should all be expect, uh, expected to take a step. It's not that often. Look around. We've done a lot of these, Phantom. I've put. I've looked at a lot of rosters. We're putting together the Almanac. We're doing all of this preseason stuff. If you look at the teams that bring back one, two, three, four, five, six important and key guys, it's not that many of them. So I, I give them. I give them a flat out A. Uh, giving them a B would be a hot take. I mean, I, I I don't understand how you would do that. I'm going to give them an A as well. I, I I don't see anything that there's nothing in their off season that makes me say, oh, that didn't go the way they wanted it, mm-hmm. or oh, they really missed there. I, they got the players they needed to to upgrade the roster. You bring back a steady hand in Jamal Shed. Jamal Shed's a good good player. I feel as though L.J. Cryer will help them offensively. I, I agree with you. I think Dunn is an upgrade. I mean, Damian Dunn is a, a very good player and was a highly sought-after transfer who's going to help Houston as well. I look for Emmanuel Sharp to take the next step. Uh, I really like this team. I, I think that Francis, as you said, Javier Francis should be a guy that that gives them something else. And, and you know, I, I like this group at, all around. I think that they they lost players that we expected for them to lose. But they upgraded their roster with different players via the portal that should help them, and they bring in a top twenty-five recruiting class. Mm-hmm. So I hate to be quote anti-dramatic, but we got to tell it like it is. For the Houston Cougars, they get an A. Kelvin Sampson's not exactly looking forward to going into Allen Fieldhouse and Provo and 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 all those other things. He'll tell you about how much he enjoyed the American, but by the same token, he doesn't control that. That that's that's just a whole different level of challenge. They're ready to go. They they can always compete for a national championship as long as he's there, and they'll compete for a national championship again. I give the Houston Cougars an A, and this has been another edition of the Field of 68. Off-season grades for the Houston Cougars. It's been all A's in the recent years. No difference this time. 